This tape is a continuation of the Avedis Yom Kippurim in Mesach Yuma. We are beginning from the fifth parak, Parak Haitziuloi. Let us recall that there are five stages to the Avedah on Yom Kippur. Stage number one is in Big Day Zohav. Typically, Big Day Zohav was used for the Avedis, which are not specifically related to Yom Kippur. In the Big Day, the Big Day Zohav, in this first stage, the Kohen Gadol did the regular Avedis Hayyim, including the Tamid Shalshachar. Stage number two was in Big Day Lavan. In this stage, we did the primary Avedis Yom Kippurim. Stage number three was in Big Day Zohav, where the Kohen Gadol brought the Eloi, the El Ha'am. Stage number four was the Big Day Lavan, where the Kohen Gadol took out the Kafu Machta from the Kaidish Kadasha. And finally, stage number five was back to Big Day Zohav, where the Kohen Gadol brought the Tamid Shalbain Ha'arbayim. We are now in the middle of the second stage, as the Kohen Gadol prepares to go into the Kaidish Kadasha. This is in the Sachtus Yuma on Daf Mem Zayin Amar and we will begin at the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, They brought the Kayin Gadol, the Kaf Umachta, the spoon and the shovel, which would be used for the Kutaris, which would be brought into the Kaidish Kadashim. The Gemara says, We use the Kaf to give honor to Hashem, like the Nesim did. As the Pasuk says, Kaf Achas Malea Kutaris. The Kayin Gadol takes Kutaris in the left hand and coals in the right hand. And the Gemara asks, Yatsiva bi'ara, bi'giyara bishmei shmaya. The k'tairis, which is the hush of a thing, should really be in the right hand. So why do we put the k'tairis in the left hand? Putting the k'tairis in the left hand is like keeping the hush of a person on the ground and putting the stranger up in shamayim, in other words, into a high position. So the Gemara answers, the machta is heavier. Since the machta is heavier, we put it into the right hand, which is the stronger hand. And even if the kain gadol has big hands, we still put the machta in the right hand, as a matter of lay plug, as a matter of uniformity. Kimchas had seven sons, all of whom were Kohanim Gedolim, including Rabbi Shmuel ben Kimchas. Kimchas had this chus since the beams of her house never saw her hair. In other words, she was a very big tznua. And Rashi adds, we know the Indian of tznias from the Pasuk of Kol Kvayda Basmelech Penima. The Gemara says that the first stage of the carbon Mincha is the Maisek Kmitza, where the Kayan takes a handful of flour for the Mizbeach. The Chafinas Kataris is the Maisa of scooping the Kataris. The flower that gets stuck on his hand is also part of the Kaimitz. The Gemara asks, what about the flower between his fingers? So we say, Teiku. Dachmemches. The Mole Chafnov, two handfuls of Kataris taken on Yom Kippur, were slightly heaping handfuls, not flat or not too high. The Gemara says that if the dam from the neck of the carbon behema falls to the floor before the Kayin could do the Kabbalah, he's not allowed to pick it up from the floor, and it's puzzle. But if it's spilled from the neck to a keli, and then it fell to the floor, then the Kayin Gadol is allowed to pick it up, since it was already Kaddish when it first fell into a kli. In other words, what we say here is that Kabbalah must be midam hanefesh. It has to be directly from the par, otherwise it's puzzle. The Gemara says we know that by a carbon, if a person has a bad machshava, a machshava, for example, to eat it chutzlizman or chutzlim kaime, then it can become pasul or pogum. And the Gemara asks, if a kayin has a bad machshava when he does the chafinis k'taris, is it also pasul? So we say that it's totally in the Indian of if machshire mitzvah is kibitzvah dummy or not. And why is this machshire mitzvah? Since chafina is preparing for the k'taris. Therefore, it's Machshirah Mitzvah. And the question is if Machshirah Mitzvah is Kemitzvah Dami or not. And the Gemara says, Teiku. Daf Memtas. Zar vi'aynen shikar u'balmum 
are pasal for Kabbalah and for Hailacha and for Zrika. And the Gemara also says the Chain Yeshev, the Chain Smile. And people who are also pasal are someone who is sitting or someone who did it with his left hand. We say that a person can eat or drink anything if it is for the purpose of Rafua in a Makkab Sakana. We know, in fact, Rav Hanina was an expert in medicine. The Gemara says that the measurements of Chafina were done twice, once outside and one inside of the Kaidish Kadasha. We say that if the Kayan Gadol shechted the par, and then he died, can his successor take the blood from this par and take it into the Kaidish Kadasha? So we say that it's a machlekes between Rav Hanina and Reish Lakish. The Gemara says that in order to participate or withdraw from Chaburas Karben Pesach, you must first do so, you must do so, before the Shechita of the Seh. Masha'in came by the par of Yom Kippur, a second Kayin Gadol may be able to bring the blood of his predecessor's par. Dafnun. In general, only a carbon Sibor can be Deich Shabbos and Deich Tumah, but a carbon Yachid cannot be Deich Shabbos or Tumah. The Gemara says that anything that has a fixed time can be Deich Shabbos or Tumah, but not other things. Then we say that there are five cases of Chatos which must be put to death, which must be left to die. These are referred to as Chatos Mesa. One of these is if the power of Yom Kippur was lost, and then it was found later. In the meantime, a different par was used. So what do you do with the first one? So you have to put it to death. The other four cases of Chatos Mesa are the Vlad of a Chatos, Tmuras Chatos, Chatos Shemesa Baaleha, or a Chatos that became too old. This is the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say that you do not actually let the animal die, you do not put it to death, but rather these animals graze until they get a mum, then they're sold, and the money is given as an adava. The reason that they say you don't put the animal to death is because we say, Ein chatos tzibor mesa. The Gemarvan says that tmura, the act of moving Kedusha from one animal to another, cannot apply to a karban hashutfin, but only to karbanas yachid. The Gemara asks, when the Kayin Gadol brings the par, and the other Kohanim get a kapara too, are they considered shutfin in the par, or are they only considered bekufya, floaters, in the par? <coughs> According to Rabbi Yehuda, a carbon Pesach cannot be a Tmura, since it's specifically a carbon Sibor, i.e. you cannot shecht it for one person, but only for a Tzibor. However, a Pesach Sheini is Daichetuma. He learns this from Kechal Chukasa Pesach Yasu Oisai. Just like the first Pesach can be brought to Tuma, so too the Pesach Sheini. The Gemara says, by the power of the Kayin Gadol, the Maskana is that although he buys the power with his own money, the other Kohanim are considered partners also for the Kapara. We then have a Mishnah. The Kayin Gadol would walk towards the Kaidish Kadashim through the Hecha, and there were two curtains between the Kaidish and the Kaidish Kadashim. Rabbi Yaisi says there was only one. The Gemara says there were two curtains, because it wasn't clear if these curtains were considered Lifnim or Lechutz. And finally, everyone agreed that the Kayin Gadol entered the Kaidish Kadashim on the north side, but there's a question exactly how he did this. Tafnun Beis. Chavivin Yisrael Shalohi Tzrichon HaKosov Lishliach. Jews are considered so precious to Hashem that they don't need a shliach to be misbelled for them. Rashi explains that each person can be misbelled for himself, and Hashem will hear his or her tefillahs from their heart. Rabbeinu Hananel learns pshat that although the rest of the year the Kayin Gadol comes in to the Avaida wearing bells, on Yom Kippur he goes straight into the Kaidish Kadashim just with the big day lavan.
The Gemara says that the Heichal, until the Kaidish Kadashim, was 40 Amos long. Then the Kaidish Kadashim itself was 20 Amos. There was a question as to the Kedusha of the wall between the Heichal and the Kaidish Kadashim. This was referred to as the Amma Traskin. We say that there are five times in the Torah where we don't know if a word goes on the previous or a latter Indian. And then we have a Mishnah. The Kain Gadol came to the Kaidish Kadashim and he put the Machta between the two posts and he put the Ktaras on the Kuls and then he backed out of the Kaidish Kadashim face forward. He then said a quick Tefillah Ketzara, not too long, so as not to scare Klal Yisrael. We say that the second Beis Hamikdash did not have an Aran. However, on Yom Kippur, where did the Kain Gadol go then? He went into the Kaidish Kadashim to the Makam, to the place where the Aran had originally been in the first Beis Hamikdash. Tafnun Gimel. If a kain gaz does not put all ingredients into the k'taris, then he's chayev misa. And if someone goes into the kaidish kodashim, not on Yom Kippur, he's also chayev misa. Rebbe Eliezer said that Nadav and Avihu died because they were Maira halacha bifne rabbi, before Maisha. Taisvis brings other reasons from a sect Sanhedrin why they died. Amongst those are the fact that they drank yayin before doing the avayda, and they did not wear certain begotten. The Gemara says when a Talmud leaves a rabbi, he leaves with his face forward, not with his back to the Rebbe. The same thing applied to Kahanim by the Avoida. When Rava left Rabbi Yosef, he left face forward, and Rabbi Yosef blessed him to become a Rosh Hashiva. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, When a person ends Shmon Asrei, he takes three steps back, bending forward, and then says, Oise Shalom, looking left. Then he says, Huyase Shalom, facing right. And we say that he shouldn't step back forward until he waits enough time to be able to walk a distance of four amas. This is brought down by the Ramah in Shulchan Arach Simen Kuf Chaf Dalet. The Tzvilek Ketzara of the Kain Gadol is primarily for the schus of getting rain and for Klal Yisrael's Parnassah. We then have a Mishnah that says, After the Aron was taken from the Beis Hamigdash, there was a rock in its place, and this rock was called the Evan Shasia. It was three etzbois high. And in fact, today, the dome of the rock, which is sitting on the Harabais, is supposedly on the spot where the Evan Shasiyah was. We then say here in the Mishnah that the Kayin Gadol would sprinkle the dam, and he would count achas, achas vi achas, achas ushtayim, etc. Then he left the Kaidish Kadashim. The Gemara says that the Aran went with Klal Yisrael into Golos Bavel, according to one pshat. Other pshatim say that the Aran was just hidden in its original place, in other words, underneath the Kaidish Kadashim, or that it was hidden in the wood storage room. Sancherev Melech Ashur came and mixed up all of the nations. The Gemara says they used to move the curtains around the Kaidish so Klal Yisrael could see the Kruvim embracing each other. The Gemara says there were 13 Parechas in the Beis Hamigdash, including seven by the gates of the Azara, one by the entrance to the Heichal, one by the Ulam, and two between the Heichal and the Kaidish Kadashim. The Kruvim in the Beis Hamikdash actually embraced each other. And finally, we say that the Evan Shasiyah was the foundation of the world. According to Rabbi Eliezer, the world was begun at one center point, and all the rest of the world was built around it. According to Rabbi Yeshua, it was created from four sides, and then worked its way towards the center. Other opinions say, a stone was thrown into the sea, and it was created from there. And finally, the Chachamim say it was created from Eretz Yisrael. Tafnun Hei. The blood sprinkling wasn't actually al ha on the Parechus itself, 
but rather in front of it. The counting, achas, achas vi achas, etc., was achas lamaila, where the kind's finger was facing upward, and sheva lamata, where seven times the kind's finger was facing downward. And it was the same for both the par of the kain gadol and the soyer la'azazel. The Gemara says any time the Torah says pene, in other words, for example, like peneha kaparis, it means toward the east. The Gemara says sometimes the meaning was, instead of saying achas, achas viachas, achas ushtayim, but the meaning was to say achas, shtayim viachas, shleisha viachas, in other words, the order being reversed. The Gemara says that the Kayin repeats the words achas, in other words, he says achas, achas viachas, achas ushtayim, etc., to give him some breathing time, so he doesn't lose count and he does not get mixed up. Finally, the Gemara says there were 13 boxes for donations in the Beis Hamikdash, as it's brought down in Masech to Shkalim, one for Shkalim, one for wood, etc., and all these 13 boxes were clearly marked for their purpose. Dafnun Bav. The Gemara brings down numerous cases of Brera to support or reject the designation of the use of the par and the Sawyer blood at a later time. Case number one. Halakeach yayin mibena kusim on Arab Shabbos. And we know that a person has to be mafresh, trumas, and maestros. And now at this point on Arab Shabbos, he has no kalim to be mafresh them. But he wants to use this wine on Shabbos. So he designates the machshava, now exactly what the percentages are going to be. And Rameir says he can drink all the wine on Shabbos because we say yesh brera. And therefore, huver hadover lemafreya, what it was exactly that he wanted to be the truma and maeser, and what it was he was going to allow himself to drink. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi Shimon say no. He's not allowed to drink on Shabbos because we say Ein Brer, that a person is not allowed to pinpoint something retroactively. We also bring down the case of Ayay. A person cannot walk more than 2,000 Amas on Shabbos. We know that a person is not allowed to do that. However, in the case of a Dvar Mitzvah, a person is allowed to move their base via the use of an Erev Tchumen. So once a person has a base which is 2,000 Amas beyond his current base, his new base becomes the new point which is 2,000 Amas outward. So according to Ayah, if the Rebbe, the person's Rebbe, is already coming, but one is not sure whether he's coming from the east or coming from the west, you can put up two of them, and later you could say, Hoover which side he's coming from, due to the klal of Yesh Brera, Dafnun Zayin. Generally speaking, you cannot learn one thing via a Hekish from another thing which was already learned from a Hekish. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yesi, and Rabbi Shimon Abayechai visited Rome and were able to see the Pareiches from the Beis Hamikdash. And finally, the Gemara says that the par is Ma'akev, the sire, but not vice versa. In other words, first you have to sprinkle Vedam par, then Vedam sire, and if you do it the other way around, it's no good. Tathman Ches. When blood is sprinkled on the Mizbeach, according to Rabbi Yechanan, the blood of the par and the blood of the sire are sprinkled separately, but according to Rabbi Yeshia, they are mixed together and then sprinkled. The Gemara says, just like there, can't be a, there cannot be a chatzitza between the Kayin's hand and a klisharis, same too, there cannot be a chatzitza between the Kayin's foot and the ritzbah, the floor of the Beis Hamikdash. And here we have the shaila of min b'minay chaitzitz ayena chaitzitz. Then we have a Mishnah. After sprinkling, after the sprinkling of the dam ha-par and the dam ha-soyer in the Kaidish Kadashim and the Hechal, the Kayin Godel now comes to sprinkle on the Mizbeach Hazav, on the Yisoyed HaMizbeach, from up to down, then he would put the blood on the Mizbeach HaChitzay. All blood from the Beis Hamigdash would drain out into floor canals, which spilled into the Nachal Kidron. The Nachal Kidron is between the Harabais 
and the Harazesim. If you go to Yerushalayim today, the Nachal Kidrain is the area to the east of the old city. It's the valley between the Harabais and the Harazesim. If you walk away from the Kaisal, going southward to the Shar Ashpa, the little gate where bus number one goes through, and then you turn left on the road and swing around the old city toward the Sharachamim, the entire valley to the right is called the Nachal Kidrain. Incidentally, the other famous valley in Yerushalayim is the Nachal Chinam, that is the area to the south of the Shartzion, the Ir David as it's called, looking toward Mizrach Talpiot. We then say that there's a machlekes as to the order of the sprinklings. In other words, which direction was first and which, directions, which direction was second. According to both Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yaisi Haglili, after the first sprinkling, you then sprinkle on the next thing that you pass because of the klal of Ein Mavirin al HaMitzvahs. However, there's a difference exactly how you do this. According to Rabbi Akiva, you first sprinkle to the southeast, then to the southwest. And Rabbi Yaisi Haglili, you first sprinkle to the northeast, then to the northwest. In other words, it comes out according to some of these pratim. We don't always say the klal of Kalpina Sha'ata Paina Leitehei Ella Liyamin. Now there's a halachic shaila as to which is stronger, ein mavirin ala mitzvus or tadir vishayin a tadir tadir kaidem. In some cases, this is clear. For example, by a bris milah, which do you do first? Do you do shachris first or do you do the bris milah first? We actually today daven shachris first. Really, once we say zrizin makdim and mitzvus, we should really do the milah first because ein mavirin ala mitzvus. But instead, we daven shachris first since we say tadir vishayin a tadir tadir kaidem. A more complex shaila is by Motsoi Shabbos Chanukah, which is first, Havdalah or Halakus Neiris Shalchanukah. In Shulchan Arach, Arachayim, Simon, Tof Reish, Pe Aleph, the Mishnah Berurah says you're allowed to do either, Kemanover or Kemanover. For an interesting summary of the Klolam of Ein Ravir and Al Mitzvahs, Tadir Vishen, Tadir Tadikadim, etc., take a look in Chayi Adam, Klal Samach Ches. Dafnun Tas. We see from these Gemaras, Nichnas La'azara, that when one gets an Aliyah, he should approach the Bima the shortest way and leave the longest way. The Gemara says when the Kayin Gadol goes out of the Heichal, he pours the leftover blood onto the western Yusayid, which is the closest to the Heichal. This is according to Rabbi Yishmael. The Gemara says that the blood flowed to the Nachal Kidron, and they would sell it to gardeners as fertilizers. According to to the Rabbana, if it is used prior to purchase, that it constitutes mi'ila, but not mi'ila daraisa, but only mi'ila Rabbana. Since it's only mi'ila mi'ila Rabbana, so you would only pay a keren, but you would not pay a chaymish on top of that. And finally, the Gemara says, in general, once a mitzvah is already finished, there is not mi'ila on that particular object. In other words, once you've done the mitzvah with the object, you can't be mile in it anymore. Taf samach. Kol ein So, if you have two different psukim. Only in these two places the particular halacha applies, but nowhere else. Then we have a Mishnah. If one Avaidah on Yom Kippur was done out of order, then it has to be redone. What that basically means is that that Avaidah was like not done at all. According to Rabbi Yehuda, this Chumrah is only by Big Day Lavan Mibifnim, not Mibichutz. Daf in order for a person to be chayab to bring a chattas oilaviyarid for stepping into the base Habigdash when he was tame, he has to have yediyah betchila u that he was tame, 
and he has to have idea that he was actually on the Harabayas. The Gemara says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, all of Kal Yisrael, including the Kohanim, derived kapara for all of their Averis, except for the Avera of Haba Tomei Lamikdash, from the Sayer La'azazel. Rabbi Shimon disagrees. The Gemara says just like the Averis, the Avaidus of Yom Kippur, had numerous segments, so too does the Asham HaMetzairah have specific segments. An Asham Metzairah, which was shechted Shaloi Lishma, it's a machlekes if it can be fixed or not. The Gemara says that a Nazir who completes his Naziris gets a haircut. Let's say he has no hair, in other words, he's bald. So Beishamai says he still needs to pass a razor on his scalp. And Beishil says he does not need to. And finally, the Gemara says the Begadim and Caleb used for the par and the sire of Yom Kippur, as well as the people who prepared the par and the sire, they all become Tomei. These Begadim and these Caleb are sent to outside of the Machna. We actually send out only one sire la'azazel, not multiples. The Gemara says that there were three numbered boxes in the Beis Hamikdash designated for Trumas Halishka. And finally, the Gemara says that if a carbon Pesach got lost, and they took a second carbon Pesach, then they found the first one. According to the Chachamim, they can take either one of them for the carbon Pesach. According to Rabbi Yaisi, you have to take the original, the first one. So the same thing by the Azazel, that you have to use the first one, because we say the mitzvah is Berisha. This marks the end of the fifth parak. Now let us begin the sixth parak, parak Shnei Seirei. The Mishnah says, Lechatchila, the two Seirim chosen for the girl, should look the same, should be the same height, and should be worth about the same. They should also be taken on the same day. But by the Eved, these mitzvahs are not ma'akif. The Mishnah further says, If a sawyer dies after the garo, they must get a new pair and do a second garo. The leftover par, according to the Tanakama, we let it graze till it gets a mum. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it must die. The Gemara says that the two tzipare mitzara must also look alike, lechatchila. The Karbanas Tamid, the Tamid Shal Shachar and the Tamid Shal Bein Harbayim, must be brought in area of sunshine, not in the shade. In other words, the Karban Tamid Shal Shachar should be brought in the northwest corner, where the sun would hit it, and the Tamid Shal Bein Harbayim would be brought in the northeast corner. These are, of course, normally, since the sun rises in the east, swings around the southern sky, and then sets in the west, these corners would be the areas where the sun would actually hit it. The Gemara says that the Isser of Shchutei Chutz does not apply to the Sawyer La Azazel, since it's not really a carbon La Shem. Mashenkin, of course, is Sawyer La Shem. Shchutei Chutz would apply. Before the Hagrola, before the point where they were actually designated, there was an Isser on both of the animals, since we don't know yet which one is going to be the Sawyer La Shem and which one is going to be the Sawyer La Azazel. And the Gemara also says that Shlomim, if shechted before the doors of the Heichal, before the, the doors become open, it's considered Pasal. Tafsamach Gimel. Rav Chizda holds of the Svara of Hayel, and therefore, one can be Chayev on Shchutei Chutz if a carbon can be brought as something else. The Gemara says, Meiser HaPesach, whatever is left over, becomes Shlomim automatically, as we see this in the Sechta Shkolem. The Gemara says that carbon Pesach, Sheshachtu Bechutz, Bishar Yemais Hashana, it was shechted after Yudalad Nisan, so according to Rav Dimi of Rabbi Yechanan, he's potter whether it was shechted lishmai or shaloi lishmai. Masha'en Kane, according to Rav Chizda, if it was shechted shaloi lishmai bechutz, then he is chayev for shchutei chutz, since we, ke- we say akiras chutz shmei akira, and it was converted 
from Shlomim to Pesach. So now it is Rai Le Pesach Eihel Mayed. Ravin has a third sheet that says he is Chayev whether it was Lishmai or Shalal Lishmai. The Gemara says that a carbon which is Mechusar's man, i.e. it is not yet time for this particular Gavra to bring it, or it is not yet time for the animal to be Roy, for example, the animal is less than eight days old, then it cannot have a Chiyav Shchut Echutz. Also we say, only something which is Roy Lepesach Ayel Mayed is Chayev Vishchut Echutz. The Gemara says that the Sayer Lazazel also has a Halacha of Mechusar Zman. In other words, it has to be more than eight days old before you bring it. Additionally, the Psul of Mum also applies to the Azazel. If it gets a Mum, you must transfer the Kedusha over to a different Sawyer. We learn from the Pasuk in Emor, This, incidentally, we also land on the first two days of Sukkot and on the second day of Pesach. constitutes a Mechusrazman by the Azazel. Therefore, if the Sawyer's La Azazel, the Sawyer's mother, was already shechted on Yom Kippur. Let's say there was a person, for example, who was a chayla sheyesh by sakana, and they needed food for this person, so they shechted the sawyer's mother. Then this sawyer, which is the benai now, which is now usher because of Isavias benai, cannot be used on that day of Yom Kippur, and now you have to switch it. The Gemara says once the sawyer la azazel becomes puzzle, what happens to the sawyer la shem? Does it become puzzle also? Is it a situation of dichoy, where it's pushed aside or not? Raf says, Therefore, you don't push off Kedusha of an animal when it is still alive. So here, in this case, the Sar Lashem would be kosher. So even though the Sar Lashem was disqualified when the Azazel was, pa- was, was puzzle, but now there's a new Azazel that reinstates this particular Sar Lashem, since Dichi wasn't Chal on it at all, since it was a Balchai. However, according to Rabbi Eichanan, Rabbi Eichanan holds, So therefore, the Sar Lashem is puzzle because it was puzzle immediately, as soon as the Sarah Lazazel became puzzle. And you cannot reinstate it anymore, because Baalei Chaim Nidachet. Therefore it's puzzle, and you would need a new one. The Gemara says that Baalei Mumin, Mida Raisa, are only, accept, are only unaccept, unacceptable if they're alone. But if there's a Taruvas Baalei Mumin and Tmimim, then you can mix them up together, and it's considered kosher. However, Midrabanan, they're considered Asr to be put on the Mizbeach, even if they're Taruvas, Bali Mumin, and Tamimin. The Gemara says we paskin like Rabbi Yaisi, that if you have two things that are Kadosh, it's best to be Makar of the one that became Kadosh first as the Karban. For example, if the Karban Pesach got lost, and we took a second one, then we found the first one. So according to the Chachamim, as we said, you're allowed to use either. But according to Rabbi Yaisi, you're supposed to take the first one, the first one that was dedicated, because we say Mitzvah Barishan. And finally, the Gemara said that the leftover animal that was not used, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's left to die. And according to the Tanakhama, it's Yira Ad Sheyistayev, since Ein Chatas Tzibor Mesa. Daf The Rambam in Perakhei of Hilchas Yom HaKippurim, Paskins like Rav, and not like Rabbi Yechanan, that we say, Sheni Shevazug, Sheni Yira Ad Sheyistayev. And the sire that remained alone in the first pair is the one that is used for the Avaita. From the mission that we said, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if the dam of the Sawyer Lashem spilled before the Zrika, then Yomus Hamishdalech, and we need two new Seirim. This is since the entire mitzvah was never accomplished. The Gemara says people who sent their Shkalim to Yerushalayim with Shluchim, and the money got lost, the Shliach is considered Potter, since he is a Shemer Chinam. The Gemara says that if Shkalim were sent this year, 
and they were not used, it's a machlekes if they can be used next year. Rabbi Yehuda says yes, the Tanakhama says no. However, in the case of Si'irim, here we're talking about Yom Kippur, those cannot be used from last year at all. But they have to be fresh from this year. This is because on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, all old karbanas, in other words, karbanas that were brought before Rosh Chodesh, are considered truma yishana. Continuing on Daf Samachai, if a person dies before his karban is brought, it must be put to death. This is a case of chatas shamesa bahalaha, which is one of the cases, one of the five cases of chatas shamesa. The passing in Vayikra of Shana Tamima teaches us that if a person sells his house in a walled city, he has one year to buy it back, one year to change his mind. Rebbe says one year is equal to 365 days, in other words, a solar year. The Chachamim say it's equal to 12 lunar months, or 13 months in a leap year. Tafsamachbav. Ein makdishin, v'ein marichin, v'ein machrimin bizman hazeh. You're not allowed to make something hectish, to do erichin, or putting possessions in cherem. V'im asa, let's say a person did this, then he must put away or let the animals die, since hektish may be chal, and we don't want people to be mile. In other words, we don't want them to be yavili de takala. We then have a Mishnah that says, after the two other viduyim, that he does a third vidui on the soyer hamishtalech. This is for all of Klal Yisrael. And what he says is the nusach as follows. Ana Hashem, chatu avu pashu lefanacha amcha beis Yisrael, ana Hashem kaperna lechatayim, we actually paskin that the order is not like this. We say, as we've mentioned numerous times before, that the order is chatasi, avisi, pashati. We start off with the easier averis and then move on to the harder averis. Then, as the Mishnah says, what exactly happened? This is recognizable from the Nusach of the Avaida in Musaf on Yom Kippur. They would stand in the Azara, and when he would say the Shem HaMafayrish, everyone would bow down. They would answer, of course, Baruch Shem Kavayid Malchusay Li'aylam Avaid. Today we actually bow only once, which is at the end of the piyot. When we say at the end of this particular piyot, everyone bows down in the shul. After this, the Kayin Gadol would give the sire to a shliach to take it out to the midbar. Everyone was kosher to be the shliach, although they made a takana to send it with one of the kohanim. And they created a special high ramp which led outside of the azara, going out towards the midbar to leave Yerushalayim, to prevent people from pushing the sire out. People used to reach out to the sire to pull out hairs actually from the sire to get it to move quicker, so they built a special bridge. From the Pasuk we know, Shlichos HaAzazel is Deiche Shabbos and is Deiche Tuma. So if the sire, for example, is sick, the Shliach is Mamish allowed to carry it on Shabbos out into the Midbar. This is not like Reb who holds Chai Noise Asatzmai, that a chai is allowed to be carried anyway, because a chai is nice asatzmai. Because if it was like Ramasan, why would you need the special pasuk to teach us that? We know this particular Indian from the Gemara in Masech to Shabbos, where we say, chai 
Noisei Asatzmai. But obviously, if a chai is not able to carry itself, for example, like a baby, no one would hold that chai Noisei Asatzmai. The Gemara says, just like there was an Issa Deraisa on Shabbos to carry more than four Amas in Rishus Harabim, or from a Rishus Hayachid to Rishus Harabim, the same halacha applies to Yom Kippur, which you're not allowed to carry on Yom Kippur, and it's considered like Shabbos, but not considered like a Yontif. The Shlichas of the Sawyer is not Ma'akiv the Kapara. So, if for some reason that didn't happen, it's not Ma'akiv the Kapara at all. The Gemara says that if a Sawyer got sick, you're allowed to carry it. If the Shliach got sick, then you're allowed to get a second Shliach. And if the Sawyer does not die after being pushed, the Shliach should kill it. The Gemara says Rebel Yezer was asked numerous Shilas by his Talmudim, but he refused to answer them, not because he didn't know the answers, but rather because he had a policy. Shaloi Amar Dover Shaloi Shama Mipi Rabbi. Rabbi Yezer never said anything he didn't hear from his Rabbein. The Gemara says people who were involved in the Maisa Egel died in one of three ways. However, no one in Shevet Levi was Chaita in the Maisa Egel, so of course no one died. The Mishnah then says the mountain used to push off the Azazel was 12 mil from Yushalayim, and there were booths, Sukkos, along the way for the Shliach to rest. In total, there were 10 Sukkos. The Mishnah continues and says that a person would escort the shliach between each of the sukkahs a distance of a tchum, a distance of 2,000 amas, because obviously a person normally was not allowed to walk more than the distance of tchum, more than 2,000 amas, except for the mishalach, the shliach. The mishalach would take a long strip of red wool, half tied to a rock on the mountain, and the other half between the horns of the sire. He would then push it down this mountain. This mountain was referred to as, as its suk, which was rocky and steep. That's why it was called suk. And he would push the sire down, the sire's back would be facing the bottom of the mountain. After pushing the sire down, he would then walk back to the last sukkah and wait there till the end of Yom Kippur. The Gemara says, normally a person can only walk 2,000 amas on Shabbos, in other words, a distance of one meal. However, we know that a meal can be extended an additional 2,000 amas via the use of an Erev Tchumen. The Gemara says that in each sukkah there was food and drink, and they would tell the shliach that there was food and drink if he needed it. Although there was never a case that he actually needed it, but this was a psychological advantage. What was the psychological advantage? Because we say, You can't compare a person who knows he has bread in his basket, so to say, to a person who does not have bread in his basket. And since the shliach knew that there was always food and drink, it would give him the advantage, it would make him, give him the confidence to move on forward until he got to, to the final mountain. And here was actually a machlekes rishaynim, if there was a special heter for the shliach to eat if he was weak, stam, or maybe he was only able to weak if he was considered a sakana, if he was considered a chayla, shiesh by sakana. This particular kalat, ena daima mishiesh lai paspasala, lamisha ena paspasala, actually may point to the bracha of having a parnasa. In that when a person has a parnasa, the menucha sanefesh that he has because of the parnasa usually extends to other areas of his life as well. The Gemara says that they used to tie a red string, a lashon shel zahiris, on the Pesach ha'ulam. This was related to the red string that was tied on the Sarel Azazel. If this lashon shel zahiris turned white, the people were very, very happy because they, they knew that their chatayim were forgiven. However, if it would not turn white, then many of the people would lose hope on Yom Kippur, but maybe their chatayim were not forgiven. So Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai was masakin, instead of putting it on the Pesach Ulam, to put it on the Sawyer instead. So only the Shliach saw it on Yom Kippur. 
Everyone else found out the results after Yom Kippur. This union of Lashon Shel Zahuris is learned from the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Im Yiyu Echem Kashanim Kisheleg Yalbino. And of course we had the Shiloh that we asked before, how is it possible to tie this Lashon Shel Zahiris, since this was considered only a Takanas Chachamim from Yerchan and Ben Zaka, how is it possible that it was Iver, that it was Daicha actually, the Isar Deraisa of tying a Keshel Shal Kayama on Shabbos, and we left that at a Tzarechiyah. The Gemara says if someone finds limbs of the Azazel at the bottom of the mountain, it's a machlaikis if they're mutter or asr bahana. The Gemara says that the Azazel is machaper on Arayath. And the word Azazel comes from the Avera of two people, Uza and Azoel, the two Malachim in the time of Nayah who were either in Arayath. We say that there are mitzvahs which the Yetzar Hara, there are certain mitzvahs which the Yetzar Hara retorts to. These don't make any sense. Some of these mitzvahs include <coughs> Chazer, Shatnez, Yevama, Mitzara, and Vesayar HaMishtaleach. We have another Mishnah. After giving the Azazel to the Shliach, the Kayan Gadol goes to the par and the Sayer that will be burnt and takes out the Emurim to be Maktir on the Mizbeach. If I the Gemara says, some Karbanas required Hefshit Venituach, skinning them and cutting them up before they are burnt on the Mizbeach, and others were burnt whole. Tafsamachas. The Mishkan had three Machanais. The Machna Shechina, the Machna Levia, and the Machna Yisrael. Equivalent to these in the Beis Hamikdash were the Beis Hamikdash and the Azara, which were equivalent to the Machna Shechina, the Harabayas, which were equivalent to the Machna Levia, and Yerushalayim is a city which was equivalent to the Machna Yisrael. The Par and the Sawyer were taken to the outside of all three of these Machnas to a place called the Beis Hadeshen. Deshen is ashes, where they were burnt. The ones who burnt them, their Bogadim became Tomei. And finally, we have a Mishnah that says in Yerushalayim, they knew when the Shliach reached the mountain. In the Beis Hamikdash, how did they know exactly when the Shliach finally reached the mountain to push off the Azazel? They would know this because they would signal with flags from one sukkah to the next. And then everyone would know. After this point in time, they could get to the next mitzvah, which was the mitzvah of Krias Hatira. This ends the sixth parak of Mesechtas Yuma. Now let us begin the seventh parak, Boloi Kayen Godel. We have a Mishnah. After the Shlichas HaAzazel, there is a mitzvah for the Kayan Gadol to read from the Torah in the Beis HaMikdash. He reads the Avedis Hayyim from Parshas Acharemas, and he reads from Parshas Emar about Yom Kippur. And finally, he reads from the Musafim in Parshas Pinchas, but that he reads Balpeh. After reading, they say eight brachas, including Ritzay, Al HaTorah of Yal HaAvedah, She'aischa Levadcha, and Mechal Lavoy Neseinu. The Gemara says that the Kriya is not considered part of the regular Avaida. Therefore, the Kayan Gadol does not have to wear the special Big Day Lavan in order to read from the Torah. And finally, the Gemara says one is not allowed to sleep with his Tefillin on or wearing Big Day Kahuna because of the Chshash of Shema Yafiach. Maybe he will pass Gas. <coughs> one is not allowed Miderabonan to lie down on Kilayim because it's possible that the Kilayim will wrap around him if it wraps around him, he could potentially be over at Isser Daraisa. The Rambam says that Big Day Kahuna Nitnu Lehanas Mehem. Therefore, there is no Isser of Me'ila if a person's Stam wears them, except if a person wears the Avnate, the belt. And that's because the Avnate contains Shatnas. Therefore, it's Usser to wear. The Gemara says that the 25th day of Teves was called Yoim Har Gerizim. And it was a day for happiness. Why was that? Because Shimon Atzadik was able to save the Beis Hamigdash from being destroyed by the Kusim. Therefore, on that day, we do not make Hespedim. 
We say that we see from the reading of the Torah on Yom Kippur that it's mutter to give covered to a Talmud in front of his Rebbe because the people got Elias even one in front of the other. The Gemara says, Ein yeshiva ba'azara ela David bilvad. A person is not allowed to sit in the Azara unless he's from the kings of Beis David. The Gemara says, Every seven years we call Klal Yisrael to the Beis Hamikdash to read from Mishnah Torah, to read from the Seder Dvarim. This is what we refer to as Hakel. We say the Nusach of Brachas from the Torah, for the Torah, the Brachas that were set on the Torah when someone got an Aliyah, were different then, in those days, in the Beis Hamikdash, than they are today. For example, instead of just saying Goyal Yisrael, they would add on Elokei Yisrael Mino Eilam Viad Ha'ilam. Also, then they did not answer Amen as we do today, but rather they answered a bracha with Barak Shem Kavayid Malchusay Li Eilam Vayid. The Gemara says that the Shem HaMafarish is not supposed to be said outside the Beis Hamikdash, and Rav Chanina says Chaisma Yishal Hakadosh Baruch Hu Emes. The seal of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is considered truthful. The Gemara asks. Why was the generation at the end of Golos Bavel called the Anshe Knesses Hagdaila, the Great Assembly? So the Gemara answers, since they returned the crown to the way it used to be, that's why they were called the Anshe Knesses Hagdaila. What does this mean? Just like Meisha Rabbeinu used the Nusach, they, at that time, during that generation, they brought it back as the Nusach. And they were able to do this because they witnessed very big nisim happen to Klal Yisrael. So they were able to say, okay, Yisrael, I mean, what were some of these things that they saw? They saw, for example, Purim. And that fit this description. Therefore, they were able to return to that particular Nusach. The Gemara says that at that time, there was a Maturgaman who used to translate the Torah into Aramis as it was being read. And finally, the Gemara says, we're not allowed to skip from one parsha to another in the Torah if they're speaking about different inyanim. However, if it is the same minion, we're allowed to skip. Therefore, the Kohen Gadol was able to jump from Parshas Acharemais to Parshas Emor because it was speaking about the same minion. We also learn in Orachayim Simen Kuf Mem Dalad that Bizman Hazah, if it's Be'inyan Echad, if it's speaking about the same thing, we are allowed to skip around. And we know we do this every Tainus when we lane Vayechal, that we skip around Parshas Kisisa. Dafayin. The Gemara asks, why does the Kohen Gadol have to read the last Parsha from Parshas Pinchas by heart? Why not just do Galila? And for the Gemara, it's not covered at Sibor, and it would take up too much time. Frak the Gemara, so why not just bring a second Sefer Torah? So Rav Huna Bar Yehuda answers, Mishum Pegamai Shal People will think that the first Sefer Torah was Puzzle, therefore we don't bring another Sefer Torah. Also, Reish Lakish gives a second Torah. Mishum Bracha Sha'ena Since the Kain Gadol made the Brachas on the first Sefer Torah, now he's going to have to make the same brachas over again another Sefer Torah, and it's a bracha she'en etzricha, therefore we're not allowed to do this. Frakti Gemara, are we really chayshish for pegam? We know that if Rosh Chaydish Tevis falls out on Shabbos during Chanukah, so we actually take out three Sefer Torahs, one where we lane the regular Parsha Sashavua, one where we lane the Parsha of Rosh Chaydish, and one where we lane from the Nesim regarding Chanukah. And for the Gemara, it's okay by Chanukah since three different people are called to the Torah. However, and therefore there's no chashash of Pagam, and therefore there's no, there's no chashash of Bachashay Netzricha. However, here, where we're talking about one Kayin Gadol, and he has to read from three Sifrei Torah, we're chashash for Pagam, and we're chashash for Bachashay Netzricha. Ayin and Simen, Kuf Mem Dalad, Sif Gimel, to see that Bizman has actually, Lagavi Chanukah, this is okay. The Mordechai, in the second parak of Masechta Megillah, 
brings a raya from our Gemara that if a mistake is found in the middle of Kriya Satara, you should not take out another Sefer Torah. As Reish Lakish says in our Gemara, it will cause a bracha she'enet tzricha, when you have to make a new bracha on the second Sefer Torah. It's the same person making a second bracha rishayna. So what are you supposed to do if this happens? If you're in a place where you can stop, in other words, you've already lain three psukim, you should stop and end the aliyah. However, if you have only read, Lamashal, for example, only two psukim, and therefore you're not allowed to stop, and then you find a mistake, you should finish the third pasuk, Balpeh, since you're not allowed to take out another Sefer Torah because it's a bracha shayna tzricha. The Maribe Rav argues, and he holds the exact opposite. You should always take out another Sefer Torah in the middle of, in the middle of an aliyah because you're not allowed to make the after bracha on a puzzle of Sefer Torah. La Halacha, the Ramah, in Simon, Kufmem Gimel, compromises these two shitas rishayna. If you've already read three psukim, so therefore you're allowed to stop, you should make the after bracha and only then take out another Sefer Torah. This is like the shita of the Mordechai. However, if you read less than three psukim and you're not allowed to stop, then you take out another Sefer Torah in the middle of the Aliyah and no extra bracha is recited. This is like the shita of the Mari Bey Rav. The Ritva and the Taisvis Shishanim ask, how can the Kayin Gadol read this Indian by heart? This is Osir, since we know something which is written in Torah, you're not allowed to read it Balpeh. So they answer, these psukim are not read as part of a mitzvah of Kriya Satara, but rather just simply to tell over the story of the Avaidah. In other words, we didn't read it like we read Parshas HaShavuah every week where we have a mitzvah to do that, but rather we just read it to tell over the story, just as we do today in Musaf, where we read over the whole story of the Avaidah, so we're familiar with what exactly happened on Yom Kippur. And finally the Gemara says there is an Indian to be present at the viewing of a mitzvah, since we say, B'roiv Am Hadras Melech. Let us recall again the five stages of the Avodah, of Yom Kippur. Each of the five stages had a change of clothing, a tvila in the mikvah, and two sets of Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim. The first stage was in Big Days Zav. This was for the Tomet Shal Shachar, and the regular Avodah is done throughout the year. The second stage was in Big Day Lavan. This is where we did the major Avodahs of Yom Kippur, which was special to Yom Kippur, including where the Kayin Gadol went to the Kaidish Kadashim. The third stage was in Big Day Zahav, for Eloi V'el Ha'am. The fourth stage was Big Day Lavan, to take out the Kafu Machta from the Kaidish Kadashim. And finally, the fifth stage, back in Big Day Zahav, was for the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim. The one thing missing so far from all of the Gemaras is the Karban Musaf. What about the Karban Musaf exactly? We know that on every Yantif, we brought a Karban Musaf. What about on Yom Kippur? What exactly was the Karban Musaf? As background, we know from Parshas Pinchas that the Musaf of Yom Kippur included a par, a bull, an ayel, a ram, and seven sheep. These were all oilas. Also part of the Musaf was the soyer lachatas. This was the same as every Yantif. And here, the soyer lachatas is referred to as the soyer hachitzain, or the soyer hanasa bechutz. In the Mishnah, everyone agrees that Eloi v'el ha'am is done at the third stage, wearing the big day zahav. The question is the musafin. <coughs> according to Rabbi Eliezer, we bring the seven kvasim in the third stage, but according to Rabbi Akiva, the seven kvasim were in stage number one, after v'tamid shal shachar, and the same thing with the par, that was in stage one, after v'tamid shal shachar. And the soyer hanasa bechutz was brought with the tamid shalbein harabayim. After stage three, the kain gadol went to the mikvah, 
put on the big day lavan and took out the kaf, the spoon, and the machta from the Kedush Kadashim. Stage number five is with the big day zahav, when he's makter the Kedush Shalbein Harabayim, and he did the Hadlakas Haneris. He then puts on his own clothing, and they escort him to his house. The Kayin Gadol would also make a suuda for his friends for coming out safely from the Kedush Kadashim, and this was done, of course, after Yom Kippur. The interesting thing about this mission and all the Gemara so far is that we still don't really have a complete picture of the order of the Avaidis Hayyim with all of the elements of the Musafim included. The Gemara goes through a long arichas on this. What I'll try to do is summarize the key shitas. What you'll see is, is a lot of, according to the shitas of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva, it's not exactly what you see in the Mishnah because the Gemara goes through some more finer detail about some of the things that are not specifically mentioned in the Mishnah. <clears throat> according to Rabbi Eliezer, which is today the Piyot Ashkenaz, in the first stage, the Kaingal would bring the Tamid Shalshachar. In the second stage, which was the primary stage of the Viduyim, he would bring his par, which was the par of the Kayin Gadol, for him and Beisai and the other Kahanim, and the sire of the Am, which was referred to as the sire Lashem. In the third stage, he would bring the Ayel and the Eil Ha'am, which was referred to as Eloi V'El Ha'am, and also the, the Emure Par V'Sayer Hanisrafim. The fourth stage, according to everyone, was the Hotzos Kafu Machta from the Kaidish Kadashim. And finally, in the fifth stage, he would bring the par, the Shiva Kvasim, and the Sawyer Hanasa Bechutz, and of course, that would be followed by the Tamid Shalbain Harbayim. According to Rabbi Akiva, Lafishitis Rashi, which is the Piyot of Svard today, the Tamid Shalshachar, of course, was brought in the first stage, but also in the first stage, the par and the Shivas Kvasim were brought. In the second stage, the Par and the Sawyer were brought. In the third stage, the Sawyer Hanasa Bechutz and the Eloi V'Yelohom were brought. And also the Emure Par V'Sawyer Hanisrafim were brought. Of course, in the fourth stage, you had the Hotzas Kafu Machta. And finally, in the fifth stage, was the Tamid Shalbain Harbayim. This is according to Shitas Rashi in Rabbi Akiva. And the primary difference between Shitas Rabbi Yezer and Shitas Rabbi Akiva is that according to Rabbi Yezer, all Karbanas Musaf, the Par, the Shiva Kvasim and the Sar Hanaseh Bechutz were brought at the end of the day with the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim. But according to the Shita of Rabbi Akiva, the Par and the Shiva Kvasim were brought at the beginning of the day with the Tamid Shalshachar. And the Sar Hanaseh Bechutz was brought in stage number three in the middle of the day. Then, in, according to Rabbi Akiva, we have the Shita of Taisvis, which is similar to the Shita of Rashi. The only difference is that the Emure Par, the Sar Hanisrafim, instead of being brought in the third stage, were brought in the fifth stage, together with the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim. Then finally we have the Shita of the Rambam. The Shita of the Rambam is a completely different Shita in Rabbi Akiva. He says similar to the other Shitas, except what he says which is so different is not only was the Emure Par brought in the third stage, which was similar to the Shita of Rashi, but he says a very big Chiddush in that the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim was also brought in the third stage. Not like everyone else holds, where the Tamid Shalbein Harabayim was brought at the end of the day, in the fifth stage. And according to the Rambam, the only thing that was done in the fifth stage was the Haktara of the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim. That was brought at the end of the day. But otherwise, the Tamid Shalbein Harbayim in of itself was brought in the third stage. The Gemara continues by saying that there's a Machlekes in Rabbi Akiva by the seven Kvasim, if they were brought all together, or if they got split up. We say that all Karbanas and Yom Kippur must be brought from the choicest of the herd of animals. And finally, the Gemara says that the formula 
of five tefillas and ten kiddush yadayim raglayim on Yom Kippur was halacha l'moshe misinai. Dafayin alf. When the Talmudim of Pumpadisa left each other, they said, Mechaye chayim yitin l'cha chayim toivim v'aruchim. David HaMelech also used the term chayim when he said, Es halech l'ifnei Hashem b'artzos hachayim, meaning that he wanted to be in an area where there was a lot of food. And the Gemara says, if a person sees that his children are not learning enough Torah, he should marry a Bas Talmud Chacham. The Marsha says, Pshad on this, that it's not that he should marry a Bas Talmud Chacham, in other words, marry a second person, but rather he should see to it that his kids marry a Bas Talmud Chacham, so the grandchildren will be B'nai Torah. We've been of a mission. On Yom Kippur, a Kayin Gadol does the Avaidah with eight Begadim. During the rest of the year, the Kayin Gadol only uses four Begadim. The four begadim of the rest of the year include the ksinus, the tunic, the michnasayim, the pants, the mitznefes, the hat, and the avnate, a belt. On Yom Kippur, there were also the four additional, the chayshin, the breastplate, the ephod, the apron, the me'il, the robe, and the tzitz, which was worn on the forehead. And the Mishnah says that the urim v'tumim could only be used for requests from a melech, from the av bezdin, or from the tzibur. The Gemara says that there was tcheles, blue wool, argaman, red wool, Tolas, shani, red wool, sheish, linen, and zohav, gold. These were the five types of materials used in the Begadim. We say that threads of linen, sheish, had six strands. Mashzara, matara, means eight strands per thread. The me'il was equal to twelve threads, and the parechas had twenty-four. The Gemara says that an orel, even ba'inus, is possible to do the avoida. Dafayin base. If someone tears big day kahuna, if someone moves the chayshen from the ephod, or if one removes sticks, badim, from the aron, he gets malchus. The Gemara says that the boards of the mishkan, although they were made from wood, lasted forever and will eventually be used again. We say that the big day kahuna are called big day srud, since they bring kapara that keeps kal yisrael in this world. Srud is equal to sarid, which means remainder. The Gemara says that the sleeves of the begadim are sewn separately, and then they're attached. Bitzalel made three arinus. The middle one was made out of wood, and it was covered with gold on both sides. The Gemara says that there are three crowns, and a crown is called a zer, in the Beis Hamigdash. The Mizbeach, the Arun, and the Shulchan. This symbolizes the three crowns of Klal Yisrael. Keser Kahuna, Keser Taira, and Keser Malchus. Mizbeach is the Keser Kahuna, Arun is the Keser Taira, and Shulchan is the Keser Malchus. Two of them are already taken. The Keser Kahuna was taken by Aram. The Keser Malchus was taken by David, but the Keser Taira is open for everyone. And of course, Keser Taira is the greatest of all of them. A Talmud Chacham in a city, people of the city should support him. And Omar Rava, call Talmud Chacham she'ein toichai kebara, ein Talmud Chacham. The key for a Talmud Chacham is that he should be a Yiras Hashem, not just that he learns Torah. In other words, he should be Yiras Shemaim, he should fear Hashem, not just learn the Torah, rather he should apply it. If he does not do this, it's like spending a life building a gate and never building the courtyard. And finally, we say here that if you learn Torah, but you were not Mekayimit, it's as if you had two Gehenims in your life. One in Olam Hazeh. In Olam Hazeh, it's because you were busy learning your whole life. You didn't have time to enjoy life. And also, but you get Gehenim in Olam Haba. You get no Olam Haba because you weren't Mekayim, the things that you learned. The Pasuk of Vizayis HaTorah Asher Sam Maisha teaches us that if a person learns Torah Lishma, it becomes a Sam Chayim, a potion of Chayim, of life. If not, it becomes a Sam Misa. The Taisu Sishanam brings the Gemara in Brachas Daf Yud Zayin, 
and he says that, which says that if a person learns Torah Lishma, it's better if he would not have even been created at all. I yes, the question, but we know So what's wrong with that? So he answers: If a person only learns Torah for his own covered, then it's a samisa. But if at least he does it for covered, but he also does it so he should be mekayimit, then it's okay. And we say The pasuk in Tehillim: Yiras Hashem Tahera Amedis Lad. This is about someone who learns Torah with purity of mind, i.e., Naisei Isha the First, you get married, and then you learn Torah. Because at that point, his mind will be free from bad thoughts. The Gemara says that Maisa Reikem is sewing via needle, with the same picture showing up on both sides. Mashainkein Maisa Chayshev is via weaving. So that has two separate pictures on the two separate sides. And finally, the Gemara says, Revdimi says, the Kayin who goes out to the Milchama, i.e. the chief chaplain, wears the eight begadim of the Kayin Gadol in the Beis HaMikdash. He is called the Meshuach Milchama. At this point, we will conclude this share.